0: <laughs> I, I, I figured it out. The voice of reason, the, the solid, uh, hold it down, the, the beige rage, and the, agitator. And, the, and the agitator. The Breakfast Club.
1: Everyone just kept telling me to prep for this.
0: One word to describe The Breakfast Club would be black. Impact in the culture.
1: People watch The Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in,
2: man. I don't even know what to call The Breakfast Club. It's like brunch. Uh-huh. Envy.
0: Charlemagne, Wake that ass up, get out of bed, and listen to The Breakfast Club. I'm waking up. Good morning, USA. Hello? You
3: gonna say, you gonna say hey, fam?
4: I didn't know if Charlemagne was here or not.
3: No, he's not. I
4: didn't know if he was on.
3: Oh, at the crib? Yeah. Oh.
4: All right, well, hey, fam. Hey, there you go. It's Tuesday.
3: Woo, woo, woo. It's
4: up on a Tuesday. Hey, what good happened morning. to McConan mm, I don't know. Let me Google where McConan is. Anyway, um, that, that was a joint, right?
3: Yeah, I don't know what happened with McConan But uh, it's, it's Tuesday and the weather on, on the uh, East Coast is disgusting. It's a in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area. So it took a little extra time to get to work this morning. All right? The traffic is nasty. Flooding is all over the place. There's... Cars that are uh, stuck in the flood, so you got to dodge the cars. It's almost like a, a game of Mario Karts.
4: I'm just glad I got my roof redone after that last really bad storm and everything was flooding.
3: Yeah, it, it is It is disgusting out there. Uh, I believe that a couple of schools are closed on this area, so definitely uh, if you live on the East Coast and the weather by you is disgusting, check to see if your kid's school is uh, open. I know my uh, the oldest son. His high school is closed today. They're gonna be doing it from the crib. So that's the only thing that sucks. When your school closed now, it's not now really you got to work from home. Now you got to work from <laughs> home. It's no longer well. I got a day off. No, because now you still got to log on. You still got to get up. You still got to do everything. So the weather is disgusting and nasty out there today. How was your driving?
4: Uh, it actually wasn't bad at all. Not was, at all. It was pretty regular. Yeah, Brooklyn wasn't bad. Well, at least where I was. Really? I'm on my way into work, I didn't have any issues.
3: Okay. All right.
4: But, um, oh, I did Nick Cannon's show yesterday, so that's going to be airing today.
3: Nice. Shout out to Nick Cannon.
4: So if you have an opportunity to watch it, it was cute. It's mm-hmm. nice. He got a nice set. I like Nick. He's very positive all the time.
3: Yeah, very, very positive. And on today's show today, we got a couple of people stopping through. We have Pinky Cole. She owns Slutty Vegan. You know, Slutty Vegan is a restaurant. Uh, she has, I believe, two, three restaurants. She has about five, six. she has six a bar trucks.
4: too that she opened. She has a bar.
3: She's opening twenty more restaurants. Entrepreneur. I love it. And system. the food
4: tastes so good. When yes. I tell you, you would not even think, "Oh, this isn't meat. This is nasty." You would, you know, in your head, people say that if they've never tried it. But when I tell you, it's delicious. It's better than a regular burger.
3: Entrepreneur. So she will uh, come in and tell you how she got her start and how successful that's going. And also, Derek Hayes. He owns a successful uh, food truck. He owns a restaurant as well. A bunch of them. Uh, he uh, cheese does cheesesteaks. Cheese steaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he named it it's after his Philly. dad. Dave's Cheesesteak. And he does well. And also... I got a, a brother of mine. His name is Derek Lewis. He is the president of Pepsi South.
4: That's your brother because he went to Hampton that's also. That's my brother,
3: yeah, because he went to Hampton University. <laughs> he graduated Hampton. And it's not too many black people that are executives at, at that type of a, a a, a company that I thought high. you were going to
4: say not too many black people that went to Hampton. I was like, now envy. You
3: stop it. True. So we're going to kick it with Derek <laughs> Lewis, who will be joining us this morning. Right, entrepreneur. So if you want to know how to get in the game, how to get in the business, you want to be an executive, you want to be learn how to be an entrepreneur and how to do it the right way in a successful way, we're going to be kicking it with them this morning. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about?
4: Well, we'll talk about somebody whose wealth surged by $36 billion. It's the largest single day gain ever recorded by Bloomberg. And his company is now worth more than $1 trillion. All
3: right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Hit it, Red. Let's go. Hey, let's get into the page news. Stop it. Now, Monday night football. The Saints beat the Seahawks thirteen to ten. Now, Major League Baseball World Ga- World Series game one is tonight. The Braves take on the Astros at eight oh nine p.m. And what else we got, Yeezy?
4: Hold on, I'm checking my stock. On this public app, seeing how it's doing. Okay, so let's talk about Tesla. Tesla just became the sixth company in U.S. history to be worth $1 trillion. Mm -hmm. How exciting is that? And uh, according to reports now, they are saying this is the largest gain for an individual. His net worth just jumped, Elon Musk's net worth just jumped to $288.6 billion on Monday. That's crazy. Yes, his gain... 36 billion dollars it's the largest single day game bloomberg has ever recorded yeah
3: and that's all because what hurt said that they're gonna be taking a fleet of Tesla's right as as uh, some rental cars
4: yeah they did a hundred thousand Tesla's for its fleet that's crazy and um, Morgan Stanley auto analyst just raised his price target on Tesla to twelve hundred dollars a share Wow so it's the second fastest company to hit the one trillion dollar mark you know who was first Who? Uh, Facebook. Oh, Facebook. Yeah, oh. the fastest. They needed just over nine years from its IPO to reach $1 trillion. It took just more than 12 years for Tesla to reach that $1 trillion mark. Nice. Woo. All right. So, yeah, I mean, what can I say? Congratulations to Elon Musk and mm-hmm. everybody who has that
3: stock. Invested in that stock, absolutely. I'm surprised with Tesla, and I'll be honest with you, because you don't really see too many car manufacturers that come that are new that do that well. You know, you're looking at it, its history Most of them fail. So the fact that Tesla is successful and continuing to be successful, that's great.
4: And, you know, he owns 20% of Tesla. Mm -hmm. And that is what is uh, the primary driver of Elon Musk's wealth. So that also funds ventures like uh, SpaceX, too, by the way. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. And, you know, I guess what it is, though, is that he did find a niche, right? People are trying to think about the environment more and think about the cost of gas going up.
3: Yeah, but, you know, so many manufacturers have electric cars. You know, you, you look at Ford and you look at Chevy and you look at all these other places. They have electric cars, Toyota, but it's just like Tesla. But when just you looks think better. of it,
4: you think of Tesla.
3: Yeah, Tesla just looks a lot better. And these companies have been doing electric cars for longer, but... Tesla just looks, their designs are better.
4: Well, his fortune is now $100 billion over Jeff Bezos. Nice. (laughs) All right. Now, Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida wants to offer police officers who refuse to get vaccinated where there's requirements for them to get vaccinated. He wants to give them $5,000 to relocate to Florida. He said, we will treat you better. And according to DeSantis, he said, we're actually actively working to recruit out of state law enforcement because we do have needs in our police and our sheriff's department. So in the next legislative session, I'm going to hopefully sign legislation that gives a five thousand dollar bonus to any out of state law enforcement that relocates in Florida.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to tell people to take take the vaccine when you have a lot of health care workers, a lot of police officers, firefighters, teachers that don't want to take it. You know, what I mean, it's. It's very difficult to say, oh, yeah, take it. But then you look at the healthcare workers or you look at the police officers and they're like, oh, I ain't taking it. It's, it's very difficult.
4: Yeah, I was reading an article about one uh, senator who was having a meeting uh, in her office and she actually had beat breast cancer or she had breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And she was asking another senator when uh, I'm trying to remember who it was exactly. I think it was like the. It was somebody that worked in the government in Florida to please wear a mask, but she had not revealed her cancer. She was like, you know, I, I am a person whose immune system is compromised and they refuse to wear a mask. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know how crazy that is? If somebody specifically says, please and everybody mask, in yeah. her office had their mask on and they came in, three of them, in a small office with no mask on, and that's uncomfortable, especially when you know you have health issues.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. And and funny, if you if you take a, a Uber or Lyft, Now, they have this thing sometimes where they make you take a picture of yourself wearing the mask before the car comes and gets you.
4: Yeah. I mean, it's a lot because people get into it over those masks. Absolutely. Going into restaurants, you know, if there's requirements, there's requirements. Absolutely. And that is your front page news.
3: All right. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club hello who's this good morning dj andy this is courtney from atlanta
5: courtney from atlanta what up get it off your chest what's up hey angela how you doing
4: hey how are you
5: i'm doing pretty good driving it to work i just wanted to get off my chest um i don't know if y'all saw on twitter yesterday but people were really beefing and upset that um tiffany from insecure She's an AKA. I saw like, that. That was wow. hilarious. She's I'm like, acting. Five seasons. It was, I'm like, it's, y'all, it's been five seasons. She's been an AKA. Her and Molly have been AKAs for five seasons. Uh, it's but so ridiculous. Because she wore green.
4: Yeah, I mean, you have to act. If you're acting in a role, you have to act. Exactly.
5: Not, not cor- exactly. I was so pissed off yesterday when I saw that. Yeah, that like, correct so me stupid. if I'm wrong But, but request was so funny Like I love Issa You know Issa don't give a,
2: a, a, a M. Are you a Greek Correct Correct me if I'm wrong Cause I did think It was ridiculous But I'm not a Greek I, I I thought the rules Were nobody could wear The letters If you not a Greek Regardless if you If you acting or not
3: But no But you're acting Just like they, no, they, 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 you're the Cosby actor, Show. I mean I agree roles.
2: But I'm telling you What they feel So you know, it's like blackface no, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not listen, I'm not arguing it yeah. I think it's stupid As hell too no. But I think Y'all whole generation Kind of stupid but it's just like I, I don't know. I, are people from in the Greek organization say you're not supposed to wear the letters even if you're acting. That's why and no. that's why they say so many times in movies and TV shows they always use fake um, fraternities and sororities for that reason. Well, you
4: can't attack a person for doing their role. Ain't nobody going to give exactly. a role.
2: Which yeah. I which I never noticed, by the way cuz you know I didn't go to college. So you couldn't tell me me five me and all them the Kappa Gamma and all that. I didn't know that thing. Cap, remember Captain Lambda Lau? Lambda 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 Lua.
3: I that. didn't know none of that stuff. You said about Lambda 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 Lam- from, Lam- from Lam- Revenge of, Lam- of Lam- 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 the Nerds? something like that from Revenge of the Nerds.
2: But most most shows, they didn't use real fraternity sororities. Most shows use real ones, I believe. Somebody said that they yesterday, did, but they I don't did, remember. you
3: ever seen stomp the yard. They used them in the yard. Mm. Yeah, stomp the yard
2: they did, and
3: I, I think different world they did. I think the Cosby
4: Show. If you wanted to be realistic, and like no
2: nah, Cosby, Cosby, Cosby Show, they definitely didn't. Cosby Show, they didn't. Nah, they didn't even use real colleges in Cosby. I
4: think in Revenge of the Nerds.
2: <laughs> You're right, because he killed it. I didn't know that either. <laughs> but you know,
1: you know
3: that's part of the reason. Thank you, brother. That's part of the reason why I went to Hampton. I thought Hampton. I thought. Held me it was Hampton.
2: That's my point. I didn't know growing up. I didn't go to college. I thought all this stuff was real. I didn't realize till I got older that this stuff was fake.
3: Hello, who's this? This is Melissa. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Melissa.
5: Get it off your chest. Easy M V. Good morning, Charlemagne. Good morning, pace, pace, pace. everybody. Good morning. Hear me? I'm going to make all you guys laugh. I'm an overnight Uber driver. Uh-uh. These people don't understand. Put your mask on. They don't get it. Right.
2: So why you don't kick them out?
5: because I have to pay for my kids, my guy.
2: Oh, got you, got you. And then
5: they probably give you a bad rating. I got a daughter in college. Oh, Angelou Lee, you don't even know, love. They, they they fabricate stories when they call the customer service. Mm-hmm. Tell them all type of craziness. Yeah, people are evil. They take pictures of you with your mask on and how they lie and say you don't have it on. I do not know.
2: What school so, your daughter going to, Help me? No, my
5: daughter goes to Cheney University. Cheney, okay. But you know there are
3: some Uber drivers that don't wear their masks, though, as well. Well, I hate to say this respectfully.
5: There it is. Because you can be vaccinated and still get sick.
3: Absolutely. I told the person
5: who answered the phone. My father didn't die from COVID, but guess what? I lost my father last week, and you have to wear a mask everywhere you go. I'm sorry to hear that. Absolutely. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate that. Hey Charlemagne, can I make you laugh real quick before you guys get me off the radio? A, a, a young lady called you a couple years ago. and She was venting about being in a domestic relationship and she wanted out, right? Uh huh. And she was dealing with both parties. Guess who you're talking to? That person.
2: Wow. I'm with her, Charlemagne. How you feel? How you feel? You made it out?
5: Nah, I didn't make it out. I'm co-parenting. Oh. With a heavy heart. Damn. With a one year old in my house.
2: Okay. Wow Well I'm sending you healing energy
5: yeah, I appreciate that my guy Keep doing what you're doing
2: You can't if be telling like me, You can't keep saying my guy With a voice like that Okay you're confusing me On this nah, one No listen
5: yeah, My guy listen this, this is what I do I have to smile Through all the pain my guy this, this, this is what keeps me going
2: Absolutely I'm to listen to you guys In the morning And when I heard my voice On the
5: radio I was like listen to this Because you had a lot to say About that topic I
2: don't even remember But I'm sending you healing energy <laughs> Have a
5: good one Wow, get it off your chest,
3: 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The (laughs) Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this?
6: Hi, guys. Good morning. This is Nisi from Miami, Florida. Hey, Nisi. Get it off your chest. Hey, so I couldn't get through yesterday, but I wanted to jump on that topic where you guys are asking if you ever had a friend set you up. So yes. I never had a friend set me up, but I set up my boyfriend. A couple of years ago, basically, we were in a relationship, of course, <laughs> and I was cheating on him with someone he knew, like, on and off for a while. And long story short, he, I got caught. And he gave me the ultimatum that if I want things to work and for him not to leave me, that I had to invite him over to our apartment. He was gonna hide somewhere, basically come out, surprise him and beat him up. So I didn't want to do that obviously, but I'm like, I wanna sort, I'm sorry. So I invited him over, I just sat on the couch, he came out the kitchen, he's like, What's up, what's up? He was and another guy was just like he didn't know what to say, he was like frozen, he was shocked. So he just started they started going at it and I just went through my closet door, I'm like, whatever. So you set him up. Basically, cause I'm like, look, I'm sorry. So to this day, it's crazy. I still see that dude uh, everywhere. He's actually a family friend. So every function I go to with my family, that dude is always there. He doesn't say anything to me. I say nothing to him. Sheesh, All that's
4: right. awkward.
3: We'll have so a can good- I get a shout-out? Go ahead.
6: Really quickly, shout-out to my boyfriend now. Yeah, <laughs> still two children. Shout-out to Ivan. Castillo. I love you, baby. Yo, you're going to be waking
4: up hearing this later on, but I love you. Wait a, a minute. You, guys, get through.
2: you got a boyfriend named now?
4: Her new boyfriend, who she is we with now. New now. Ivan. Yes,
2: we have two children. Oh, I thought you said his name yes. was Now. Oh, my goodness. No,
4: but my, well, my new man,
6: Now. Oh.
5: Two, I, <laughs> I, was, I thought his name was ago. Now. That's what he, that he, was he, he sounded 20. like. Thank you, Mama.
2: Commas matter, pauses
5: matter, even when you're talking. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Gordon. Good morning. Matters the morning. How y'all doing? Good morning, morning. Gordon. Get off your chest. Um, okay, I got a quick question. Why is Lizzo on IG Live taking a dump? She is? Yes. Okay. I'm not comfortable with that. Like, well, I'm get off her live. I'm, I'm taking You're time for me. No, no, no. Listen, listen. I'm on social media. I'm just scrolling. And it just pops up. And I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I don't even like to FaceTime or talk on the phone when I'm in the bathroom. Why are you going to go on live in the bathroom? That's your personal time. That's your
2: piece. Yeah, like, I don't want to see nobody doing that. Lizzo or otherwise. But whatever. That's I mean, that's Instagram. Yeah. That's the world we live in. Everybody overshares. I don't even know you can call it over Sharon anymore. I just think that's the world. It is the world. I, I, I don't even know you can call it i I'm, I'm.
4: Maybe she's making you feel comfortable with her. Like, we're so cool with each other, all my followers. Nah. I just sit here on nah. the toilet while we talk.
5: Listen, no, Angela,
3: I'm
5: in the military.
1: I already got
2: to get comfortable as it is. I'm good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't need no more comfort. All right. <laughs> I don't need Thank no more bro. comfort. Thank you, brother.
4: <laughs> Get it off
1: your chest. I don't need no more 585
3: <laughs> 1051 Now, we got rumors on the way here?
4: Yes, and people. some people agree with Kevin Gates, and some people are upset with him. He did the Million Dollars Worth of Game podcast, and we'll tell you what he said that had him trending.
3: All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Oh
4: well, Real Housewives of Atlanta has set their cast for season fourteen. Mm-hmm. So returning, Candy Burris, Kenya Moore, and Drew Sidora. And coming back, Sheree Whitfield. And now Marlo Hampton, who was a longtime friend, has gotten her peach as well. Also, track star Sonya Richards Ross has been added as well. So that's who we're getting ready for on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay. All right now I in dis- ACON's,
3: A-Cons wife is not on
4: it. Um, this is what they've announced for sure so far. So
2: of mm. got many wives,
3: right? Yeah, I thought one of them said that they were doing.
4: I thought it was his girlfriend and not his wife.
3: I'm not sure. Okay,
4: not sure. Maybe she's gonna be on as a friend too. Okay, these are the people who are getting peaches. Gotcha. Remember, people sometimes start <laughs> off as a friend and then end up at, with a peach, like Marlo Hampton just did. What's
2: so funny about that? I just think it's funny that they give uh, people fruits and people really be wanting them fruits. <laughs> they want them fruits, bro. Yeah, fruits those is real validation.
4: All right, now Cynthia Bailey has said that she's excited for Marlo. She's been a friend to the show since she's been on the show, so it's time for her to have that opportunity. But she did advise for her to pray and stay strong, pray to God every night.
2: I'm ready <laughs> to get that peach. Because
4: Cynthia left the show and so did Portia. And Portia, they actually have a trailer for her new spinoff series. It's called Portia's Family Matters.
7: I have single-handedly pulled my family and friends into my personal sh- okay? I'm his fourth wife. I want to know why Simon's... Started- Three previous marriages did not work. How you engaged to a married man? This girl got engaged in two weeks. The optics don't look great because people don't have all the facts.
8: This trip can be the best thing for our entire family, or it can be a complete fiasco.
2: Dropping on a clues bomb with Big Portia You knew Portia was getting her own spinoff show. Mm-hmm. Come on, we knew right. that. We knew that as soon as she announced. She's that, like, she I am not giving
4: all this to Real Housewives. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you
2: knew. I knew that as soon as I heard her say she wasn't going to be on Real Housewives, no more I'm like, she's getting her own show. Especially with all the drama that was around her. Absolutely.
4: All right, now Kevin Gates was on Million Dollars Worth Game with Gilly the Kid and Wallow, and one thing that he talked about was semen retention, and he says that men should not ejaculate during sex.
1: It's like really healing to your body. It's going to sound crazy. It's semen retention. You can have sex. Your intention should be to please your partner and don't release no semen. If you feel like you're about to release, stop. It is just it's gonna heal your central nervous system and everything, heal your brain. No. So you so brain say you gotta have a mean pull out no, game? Oh, that's like going to the gun range and looting the no, gun hold, hold up, up, and up and going. It's, it's about, it's not, like not have a pull out game. I ain't gonna say pull out game for me, it's about knowing your body. I engage in a lot of foreplay. When I say foreplay, I mean I like to kiss everything. It's just me. I, I aim to please my partner. Can I make you I'm not a let, let me see
2: all that is true though I mean semen retention is a real thing and there's benefits to it I don't don't know if it's something you're supposed to do all the time I thought it was something people do like you know a couple weeks at a time a month at a time
3: obviously I don't do it I got five kids and one on the way
2: yeah, I, I've tried it before, but I I'm, i can't do it. I don't have the so discipline. I
4: thought that the blue, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on air.
2: What, blue? Blue testicles. No, it's a, it's a phrase for that. What's the term? It's a technical term. I can't remember it right
4: now.
2: But <laughs> and no, now anyway, the they
4: call it edging, but then I thought eventually you let it go.
2: No, nah, they say you get higher energy levels and better sleep and muscle growth and like, it improves your focus and concentration. Like That's a real thing. Like That's not a say So you won't joke. be in
4: pain? And have a stomach.
2: I, I've cramps. never done it, but I've, <laughs> yes. it's a thing semen retention is an actual thing. That's I, I sleep just fine right after. <laughs> I, after sleep, I sleep actually better. Retain? No, I don't retain. Oh, that's my okay. problem. I got
3: five kids, I don't retain nothing.
4: <laughs> All right, now three former NFL players were sentenced for defrauding the health care program. And so Carell Buckhalter, who played for the Philadelphia Eagles and Deborah Broncos, was given 10 months prison time followed by as many months of house arrest. The other two ex-players, Anthony Montgomery and uh, Dara Reed, were sentenced to 10 months house arrest. They pleaded con- uh, guilty to conspiracy to commit health care fraud. They are among 15 players who pleaded guilty in the case. So in all... We didn't hear about that one. We heard players, about the NBA
3: one crazy. We didn't hear about the NFL.
4: Yes, and all the players submitted more than $3.9 million in fraudulent claims According to prosecutors, Yeats. so eight of them pleaded guilty in the case, and uh, who pleaded guilty in the case have been sentenced, according to that report. All right, I'm Angela Yi, and that is your rumor report.
3: All right, now we got front page news. Next, what we talking about?
4: Yes, and let's talk about Ahmad Arbery and why they're having difficulty finding jurors for that trial.
0: All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, the Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
4: Now, everybody's
3: talking about TikTok right now Even sports fans Now Charlamagne, you seen this? Why are you talking to me about football and trying to
2: show me TikToks, sir?
3: Because your team is on there Their fans are on there The players are on there This is where the real talk is happening There's like literally everything you could think of right now on TikTok You just gotta see it Here we go! Now some new music Wildside. Who that is? Wild Side Normani and Normandy? Cardi B yep. Normani hey. and Normandy. Cardi B
2: that's new. I thought that been out. Well, that's the first time we've been playing it up here. Oh, it's uh, new, new for us. That this show. Come on, don't, don't, don't say new. Then. Well, it's new music? You What'd confuse you? me. I'm old. I, I'm like, damn. I thought I heard this record, and so in my mind, I'd be like, I thought I heard this record, but maybe I didn't. You know what? Then play Give You Honor again. The Stafford one.
3: Morning, everybody. <laughs> it's DJ like, I thought that record been out for a minute. Yee, Charlemagne, the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. And Monday night football. The Saints beat the Seahawks 13-10. Now Major League Baseball, World Series Game 1 is tonight. The Braves take on the Astros at 8:09 p.m. Now what else we got Yeezy?
4: Well, they are trying to find jurors for the trial of the three men charged in Ahmad Arbery's killing. Those three men, Gregory McMichael, his son Travis McMichael and their neighbor, their neighbor William Roddy Bryan Jr. Uh, they are going on trial for malice Felony and felony murder. So they have pleaded not guilty, but they're also facing charges of aggravated assault, false imprisonment, and a criminal attempt to commit false imprisonment. The problem is a lot of people already have strong opinions, know about the case, and even personally know people involved in the case. So prospective jurors already have pretty much uh, formed their opinion. And also, some people feel like there'll be real world repercussions. One woman who was a prospective juror said that uh, she is concerned about how polarizing the case has been, been among the community. She said, I think it would be naive to think that in the real world, there wouldn't be repercussions from this.
2: I mean, it's only repercussions if you don't do the right thing. Like, you, we all saw the video. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you know that the brother was innocent. So it's just like <laughs> the brother got killed for nothing because people want to be vigilantes for no reason just because they feel like they can police blackness. So there's only real-world repercussions if you don't do the right thing. And
4: then some people are saying that they already have their opinion formed and it would be difficult to change their mind. One potential juror said he fears there will be only one verdict that's accepted in today's climate, and if that verdict is not returned, some may threaten violence again. So
2: Because we all saw the video.
4: Yeah, but, you know, (laughs) that's the problem because you're not supposed to know about the case.
2: Impossible. It's impossible. That's why it's impossible.
4: That's why they're saying it's impossible because everybody... Has seen it. One person's like, I already saw the video. They
5: murdered him. But
2: I'm listening to the words that's coming out the guy's mouth. The guy said there's only one verdict that would be acceptable. Yeah, because we all saw the video and we know who was clearly in the wrong in this situation. Right,
4: mm-hmm. and so it's kind of your mind is made up. This the only thing as it that should success, be, but as a juror, it's not supposed to be made up yeah, well, before you well, go in. Well, guess so what? That's why it's difficult. You
2: got to rip up them old playbooks because we live in a whole new world. And if we're still, if we're still moving off that old playbook, then God bless them. But see, they silly. have to
4: select you. So when they ask you questions and you say something like, "I already know," this yeah, but they only one check. answer. But
2: don't you think they should adjust the rules for the era that we're in?
4: Yeah, it's hard to not know about. Absolutely, a case. it's
2: impossible. Mm-hmm.
4: All right, now New Jersey and New York have issued states of emergency ahead of the nor'easter. And so, as you guys know from driving in this morning, they said uh, widespread totals of two to five inches. Rainfall rates were uh, will exceed one inch per hour at times. But in California, they had a bomb cyclone. And so that unleashed mudslides and flooding and triggered widespread power outages. In California, power lines tumble. More than 100,000 homes and businesses are in the dark. And another 50,000 power customers were affected across Washington state. So they are saying those bomb cyclone storms are moving east as well.
3: Yeah, they're saying we're going to have some power outages on this side. And they're saying a lot of people who got flooded from Ida might get flooded again. So... I know the state and government was handing out uh, sandbags to, to try to help people yesterday, last night.
4: Yeah, so by the week's end, they said these bomb cyclones also will be coming here towards the east by the end of the week, too. Mm-hmm. So just take it seriously.
2: Hold on, so this is different than the, the Nori? The, the, the nori, nori weather? Easter. The Noreaster. Nori getting Mother Nature more drunk?
4: Coming at the end of this week. So really? ready for that. Mm-hmm. All week. Jesus Christ. Right. It was a nori.
2: It was a nori going on right now. Right? Nori what, still. What? Yeah. Nori got Mother Nature drunk. Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: All right. Well, that is your front page news.
2: All right. Now, when we come back,
3: uh, we have uh, three special guests joining us. We have the president of Pepsi's Southern Division. Uh, Derek Lewis joining us. He's a Hampton alumni, so shout to him. We also have Pinky Coles, who was the owner of Slutty Vegan. Mm-hmm. And we have Derek Hayes, the owner of Big Dave cheesesteak So we're going to be talking to all of them when we come back about this initiative that Pepsi's doing to try to get more money to HBCU businesses. I say HBCU. HBCU students, uh, black businesses, and more. So we're going to talk to them when we come back. So don't move, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The
0: Breakfast Club.
3: Morning everybody, it's DJ Envy Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us today. I've been seeing a lot recently. <laughs> right. We got the brother Derek Lewis from Pepsi. Welcome, brother. What's up, brother? Good He's also you uh he went to uh the real HU by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, right. yeah. That's H-
9: university, you know. Just, just so you
3: know. <laughs> we have Pinky
9: Cole. What's that, what's that, what's How's that? It going? I'm doing good. You I doing feel well? good. I'm happy to be here. You look
3: happy. You look
10: good. I'm very happy. All <laughs> so, right. So, yeah, we got Derek Hayes. What up, brother? What's up, bro? <laughs> you ain't bring no cheesesteaks today, bro. Hey man. Nah, no, I got you next time. Definitely happy. We to about to just
9: start though. walking with food. <laughs>
3: Not <laughs> Not
10: right.
4: food I know you, you can't be coming here without my burger. <laughs> right.
10: So now, Derek, what, what's going on? Because
3: I mean, you, what, what you're doing with for Derek? Derek, huh? <laughs> right, it's too, oh, it's oh, too I'm Oh, OG. Okay. okay. I'm the OG. <laughs> OG. I got you. So, so what you've done with Pepsi is amazing. I mean, you brought Pepsi to a lot of the HBCUs, a lot of the black events and you're giving back to uh the different colleges and just our community. So, how did that get started?
11: Well, let me start with she got now. You were obviously part of that back at uh, Hampton uh, a couple weeks ago, which is outstanding. So, for the third year now in partnership with Essence, we brought back she got now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm back to campus. It's a multi-tiered program and so it's really focused on, you know, celebrating, supporting and honoring uh, young black women who are in HBCUs, right? And so the main thing that we focused on obviously at the Activation Homecoming was around internships that we talked about. But Before that, let me get started with how we got here. You think about what's happening in, in corporate America really, you know, across the board is the underrepresentation of black women uh, in the space, right? And mm-hmm. so before we got to all the events of 2020 and, and what's happened since then, we were already on this journey. Uh, to go actively recruit and promote black women inside the workplace and so we developed that idea three years ago we started that program uh, she got now it's in the third year we've got uh, women that are now full-time hires inside the corporation mm-hmm. so it's a multi-pronged approach at really driving equality around these pillars of people business and community and our, our special guests here also have been a big part of that but we uh, were excited to get that off the ground we got a lot of applicants we're going to have a big event down in Florida, Florida Classic here on mm-hmm. November 20th. That'll also be a big blowout. We're going to be actively recruiting. And then obviously the website's alive, so at Essence.com forward slash you got now. So we're looking for thousands of, of students to apply, and we're going to land 12 internships uh, for the summer, and we're going to look to gather as many of those. Hopefully all of them will come back with full-time status.
3: Before we get to, to Pinky and, and, and Derek, YG, Derek, young OG. <laughs> how, how did a brother get in such a high position in Pepsi? Because that's a position that you just never would think you would see a brother, a black person in. Right? You would think it's the good old boys mm-hmm. that never let us in. So l- l- talk about how you got to Pepsi and how you got to that position in Pepsi, because that's something that we don't rarely see.
11: Yeah, you know, you're know, you right. I'm Look, I'm an OG. I'm, I grew up in the Chocolate City, man. So I'm a D.C. boy. Mm-hmm. Grew up back in really in the 70s and early 80s. Uh, I was only one of really six in my family to actually make it and get it to college and get through college. But, um, you know, look, Hampton was a special place. It really laid a foundation for, for my life. And the experiences there is why I was, I'm so committed to HBCUs and the experiences because it really transformed my life. You got to think about it. Went to Hampton, I uh, was a business major, so I won a major in business management. I did that successfully, graduated with a business management degree. Uh, pledge capital. Yo, yo to all my noobs out there. <laughs> got to throw some love to my noobs out there. Uh, I was voted Mr. Business Club. It's the only election I probably ever won in my life, but I was <laughs> Mr. Mr. Business Club. <laughs> I got to run the Business Club School, which was a big dream of mine. I met my wife there, mm-hmm. right? And we've been happily married for 29 years, and right? Mm-hmm. So you think we're getting about the foundation. And I got my job with Pepsi. And it was interesting because the first time I interviewed with Pepsi, I wasn't on my A game. I was hanging out, partying, thinking I could just show up at the interview, and I got rejected. I got a rejection letter from them. So when I got that letter, and I had other job borrowers, but Pepsi was where I really wanted to go, and I knew it was disappointed. They came back a second time. Um, I absolutely made sure I was ready mm-hmm. to go for that interview. I got that interview, I got accepted, and, and the rest is history. And so I've been there now 33 and a half years. Wow. Uh, I've, I've lived all over the country. I've done a tremendous amount of different roles, whether operating roles, selling roles, headquarter roles. Uh, I've been a very impactful on the diversity agenda. I've been co-chairing advisory board sponsor for mosaic group uh now i'm front and center helping in this rej racial equality journey that we're on and uh it's been fantastic i feel obligated to lean in uh, i've been given so many opportunities and breaks and blessings that i never thought i could dream so big but can but i Hampton, can i can i give yeah.
9: you your flowers real quick though i'm sorry i gotta interject because i'm <laughs> sitting here so in the hallway we talked about like we ain't supposed to be here mm-hmm. right so to see a black man that's educated that's not seen as a threat mm-hmm. in such a high space like that like that's big mm-hmm. to be able to be on a platform like this yeah. and be able to speak to people a mass group of people and be able to make decisions sound decisions for things that can happen like that ain't nothing to play with at all. so like he's being modest like that's like yeah you know I've done <laughs> yeah. this that's great but like you're the no, yeah. And great. it was putting people in position too. Yes. And putting right. people in position, like, I admire that. And to even be in your atmosphere right now, like, well, I'm so to, to, to be here.
11: You got to walk the talk. It's yeah. all, I'm on true on walking the talk, keeping it real. I keep it yeah. real too. You get to know me, I keep it real. You guys know me. Yeah. yeah. It's, been, it's been a tremendous blessing. There's still a lot of more work to go do. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. the responsibility to carry this forward. Uh, I will carry this forward and make the impact that I know that I can make, that I know our company can make. And I know our community can make. And so, you know, count me as one of those all-in guys. We'll we'll make sure things happen. All
3: right, we have more with Derek Lewis, Derek Hayes, and Pinky Cole. She's the owner of Slutty Vegan, the owner of Big Dave Cheesesteaks, and the president of Pepsi Southern Division. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Derek Lewis, which is the president of the Southern Division of Pepsi. Also, Derek Hayes, the owner of Big Dave's Cheesesteak, and also... Pinky Cole, slutty vegan.
4: And delicious. Absolutely amazing. She Thank bought me you. a burger for me to try. <laughs> and Damn. I was like, she no, was
9: never,
4: not today. When I was in Atlanta, the line was so long at her food truck. I wanted to yeah. go over there because I've been hearing about slutty vegan. And I was like, I didn't have time. But she actually had somebody come. They brought me the um, burger and I killed it. And you know what it. I did <laughs> to
9: make sure that you got that burger? Like. It was
4: delicious. When like, you're really
9: hungry about your dream, mm-hmm. the fact to be here. So let me t- let me give you some background. There you go. I started Slutty Vegan in 2018, mm-hmm. and yeah. before that, I already had my dream job. I was a casting director for one of the biggest shows. I was a producer for the Maury show. Like I was Maury. in TV. Maury, yeah. Maury, <laughs> you, are the no. <laughs> the <laughs> you, you are the father.
4: Emmy is definitely the father. Six times. You are the father.
9: But yeah, so like I worked in TV, so I had my dream job already. But I opened up a restaurant in Harlem back in the day, and I was selling jerk chicken. I was a vegan selling jerk chicken, right? Mm -hmm. But I knew that that wasn't in alignment with who I was. Long story short, had a grease fire, lost everything. Mm -hmm. Car got repoed, apartment got evicted out of it, literally. And I'm the person that everything that I touched turned to gold. So this time, I'm like, damn, I lost that. What am I going to do? So I got an opportunity to work on a, a big TV show on the own network. And they moved me to Atlanta from L.A. So I'm in uh, in Atlanta and in my head, I'm just like, damn, I want some vegan late night food. And shout out to all the vegan restaurants in Atlanta. Great food. But a lot of them closed early. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting there and I came up with slutty vegan like a light bulb. The next thing I did was start researching everything. And again, I had no idea that this would be one of the hottest concepts in the country. And three years later, I went from being in a ghost kitchen to having two food trucks to having four locations to be about to open up 20 locations. All because of a simple idea that I came up in my bedroom with. So I'm excited what Slutty Vegan has done like. It's more than just burgers, pies, and fries, right? I don't just sell food no more. Like, I really inject the cultural capital into the community through an ecosystem to
4: help other people win. You did something with Shake Shack, too, right? You yeah. You guys did a collab. Mm-hmm. And I saw that you were giving people money during the pandemic, other restaurant yeah, owners. Yeah, so,
9: so I paid the rent for local um, restaurant owners. Um, I donated fruits and vegetables to the whole community. I gave out coats. I gave out money. Um, I helped pay the balances for 30 college students at Clark Atlanta University. Shout out to CAU. Um, And me and Derek, together, we just launched an initiative where we're helping every single black man in Atlanta get life insurance that they don't have to pay for. Wow. Mm -hmm. They choose their own beneficiary. They choose their policy. We don't get nothing from it. How does that work? Oh, they can go to uh, Mm PinkyGivesBack.com and you can sign up.
3: Now, uh, Derek is the reason, uh, Derek Hayes is the reason why I gained some weight in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I was minding my business on Hampton campus, waiting for my cheesesteak, and he said, Envy, the cheesesteak ain't ready. It's going to take about 10 minutes, but take these egg rolls. And I didn't have about 10 <laughs> egg rolls, and now I gained about it's seven pounds. Right? Thank you, brother. Now, now, talk about how you got into to, to the business that you have.
10: So, for one, my journey is like, like a roller coaster. I come from West Philly. So, when I came to Atlanta, I wanted to do something. I wanted to change my life. I wanted to get out the streets. I wanted to be a culture impact. Mm-hmm. So I started. It was called Days Fully Water Ice. All I saw was all I saw was water ice, and then I started selling cheesesteaks in 2016. I named my business after my father. He passed away from lung cancer. Mm-hmm. So I actually watched my dad take his last breath. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was never about the money. I just wanted to be impactful. Mm-hmm. So when I started, you know, you know, people started paying attention to me. And shout out to Eve because. Eve was one of the first celebrities that ever supported me. Eve? Eve. Wow. You know, she from <laughs> she Philly last too. Week? Yeah. yeah, so she she uh she definitely was a big part of my story because when I started in that 749 square foot gas station, I literally thought that I was going to have lines out the door when I brought a cheesesteak to Atlanta, but I ain't have no lines. So I'm like, "Damn, what am I going to do?" I came out with a bunch of money, I parted it all away, and this is the last thing I got it is my dream. Mhm. So you know, she knew somebody that was connected, you know, and, and then she came through and she said, I'm not gonna bite this sandwich, you know, and they not gonna get it if it's not official. So she bit it, and next thing you know, she posted on her social media networks. I started having lines. Wow, and then, every day. Every day, <laughs> but the thing is, out of all the lines, I used to pull up to my locations and I would literally drop a tear in the car like, damn, I really did it. Somebody like me, tattoos all on my body. I'm sitting at the table now with billionaires. I'm getting respected differently mm-hmm. because I believed in my dream, and I ain't give up because I believed in the impact. Even like when the, the pandemic hit, I was giving out a thousand meals to the community, no charge at all, because I know these other people who are the reason why I'm here. Mm-hmm. And then I start feeding the hospitals every single day. So when they speak of Derek Hayes, when they speak of Big Dave Cheesesteaks, that's what I'm about. I'm about bringing up the impact in the communities, and that's why now I got 90 employees right now. Two locations about to have eight rows and. Everywhere, you so button, like, me, me, me. <laughs> you got the arrows everywhere. So that's it.
4: One thing you said earlier that's so true, also, is the research, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because you talked about how you had never done this before, but you sat down and did the research. Because it's not you manifest it, but then you also really have to put the work in. You gotta put the work in, right? I was
9: telling, I was telling Derek, OG Derek, <laughs> Derek, <OG laughs> Derek. earlier today. Like OG. it's one thing to do it. It's another thing to put your money where your mouth is. Put mm-hmm. your research where you like. Do the work, and when you do the work, you will see the success. The reason why you envy and you, Angelique and Charlemagne and everybody else is at this point in life is because we were
10: consistent about doing the work. But the reward gonna be greater later because when you see people, you know, I no shade to nobody that party, but you gotta know when to party at the right time. Right. Yeah. When your shit ain't together, why you out there blowing the bag? Right. Yeah. Because you got everybody fact. in this world got vice. You literally have to. Pitch your vice to the side, like you're going to rehab to be able to get your life together, to be able to get to the next level. So if you don't be able to do that, you're going to stay stagnant, you're going to be in the spinning wheel like a guinea pig, you're going to keep going on around. Yeah. If you was trying to save $100,000 and in a weekend you blowing five or six every weekend in the club, <laughs> you ain't going to never get to the 100 grand. Yeah. Right. You see what I'm saying? So you got to have discipline on what you want and that start with patience. Nobody in life can get to the next level without patience. Yeah. Once you get the patience and you get the used to the people stagnant and you say it's cool because guess what, I'm going to be there And it's not going to feel like no 360. I'm going to stay there because I'm going to build my foundation that's going to build generational income. That's going to build residual income each Mm -hmm. month. That's going to be able to take care of all your dreams and your bills that you need to do. And now, if you got kids, they straight. I would tell any man this. You ain't a man until when you leave this world, you're still taking care of your kids from the casket. Right. That's why this insurance... Yeah, that's why yeah, we're doing yeah. this life insurance. That's yeah. why we do. doing you know how
4: many people we all know who have passed away that did not, and they could have seen so been successful, but then they passed away and you realize they didn't have life insurance. Yeah. Or,
10: or, 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 or the yeah. bag wasn't there. Right. Like, their
9: finances wasn't together. I mean, it's a, I mean. Because it's just not about life and death either. It's about financial literacy, knowing that you can pull against your policy. Right. Like, a lot of black people don't know that. And nah. I'm just speaking from experience. So now we are being the change that we wish to see. Square One campaign
10: changed. is the life insurance campaign that, me and Pinky, uh, we're doing right now, and there's no gimmies behind it. If you're a black man, you come in there and sign up. If you make $30,000 less than in income, we're trying to sign up 25,000 black men by year 23. And we got other programs in it.
3: Alright, we have more with Derek Lewis, Derek Hayes, and Pinky Cole. She's the owner of Slutty Vegan, the owner of Big Dave Cheesesteaks, and the president of Pepsi's Southern Division. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Derek Lewis, which is the president of the Southern Division of Pepsi. Also, Derek Hayes, the owner of Big Dave's Cheesesteak, and also... Pinky Cole. Now, Derek, mm-hmm. OG Derek, what's next for Pepsi? Because uh, I know Pepsi does so much. The she got now campaign, all the stuff they do for the HBCUs, all the scholarships that they do. What's next for Pepsi that people could say, hey, I need to get in on this and, and, and maybe help myself? Anyway?
11: Well, look, I mean, we're it, it's constantly moving, right? The bar is constantly moving for us, right? And if you think about this uh, REJ, Racial Equality germ we're on. The pillar, the key pillars are people, business, and community. And I think, you know, the people, it goes without saying, we're trying to drive representation, and we're trying to Certainly affecting impact culture that's inside our company and outside our company. If you get to this business pillar, you really are focused on how do you drive support for black owned businesses, minor, minority owned businesses in total, but black owned businesses. In this case, this digging platform, I think, is very special because it's really have created that, uh, the impact of driving economic impact for the, the black consumers and the, and certainly the black uh, restaurant owners that are out there. Uh, I think it's great for us to do that. And then you go to this community pillar, and it's all about Pepsi Stronger Together. Look, we've leaned in so many different ways. Where Stardau's response to COVID now has evolved to many, many different ways. There's educational platforms, sustainability platforms, different cause-related platforms, domestic abuse, de-escalation training, with law enforcement. I mean, we are tailoring the needs to those communities. Was it difficult for Pepsi to get involved because, you know, when you go to a lot of these these uh, other
3: schools, not HBCUs, these big colleges, you see all these big brand names, whether it's car manufacturers or soda companies or liquor companies or whatever it may be, they always sponsor the big schools, whether it's the Duke, it's the That's UCLA. True. You don't really see that at HBCU. And I me mean, going to HBCU, I'd never seen that until mm-hmm. now. Like, right. There was right. never no big sponsors no. at the school. Right. You know, so. Was it difficult to get Pepsi aboard for that?
11: No, no, I mean, look, again, we've been doing that work before. I've been a champion of HBCUs for years. I've gone there, right? And so what happened, I think, as a result of 2020, is we've been able to amplify it. We've just leaned in more than what we have before. I mean, we just announced our partnership with the SWAC. That was a new relationship we built, so that gave us a lot of access now in the, really the southernmost part of our region, the United States, where we didn't necessarily have that much access. But now we're heavily involved with the SWAC. We work with Coach Prime. Coach Prime and I are really good friends. We've done a tremendous amount of activations with him. And That's Deion Sanders. Yeah, Deion Sanders. Yeah. 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 Coach, Coach Prime. I'm calling, Prime. Coach Prime. And, yeah, right. Coach, Coach Prime. Prime. And, yeah. Okay. Coach That's my man. That's my guy. <laughs> but but things like that. So those are all the things that are next level. The mm-hmm. partnerships, the collaborations. Shaquille Neal Foundation, he's been big for us in the Pepsi Stronger Together space. He's done tremendous work with us. We've leaned in with him at a number of different causes just in the last year and change. And so we, we want to keep going.
5: This
9: is a perfect example how... Big businesses should really like infuse their resources and support into small businesses. Mm-hmm. Because what's happening is is your support and your dollars to help these growing small owned women owned black owned businesses will help them to be better, right? And when they become better, it creates a bigger ecosystem, right? So now in black owned companies, they can get paid better, Mm -hmm. right? Better benefits, Mm -hmm. scaling companies, more businesses that sustain, more black people can get um, approved for more loans. Like there is such a ripple effect when big corporations help those smaller businesses come up and the fact that y'all are doing it, I really right. want other big businesses Step to follow. Up. And I would, What I really like is yeah.
11: it's writing the check but also having the ground game. I feel yes. I take a lot of pride we have the ground game. We but have a very judo. strong ground game.
10: It's judo because even at the assembly, like when I first met you, we sitting there listening to Derek and I'm like, hold up. yeah, president of Pepsi? Black man? No, no, but I'm, he's there. I'm he's not there. The whole I'm not. Yeah, swag surfing. No, movies. but I, I'm yes. not. I'm not. <laughs> hit, okay. No, but like literally like when I first met right? I had to literally like I had to take this in, and I'm sitting there at the assembly. <laughs> we had this business assembly. He talking. I had to raise my hand. I'm like, hey, listen, we the two biggest businesses right now in Atlanta, right now. Why we ain't got no Pepsi deal? When I tell you, he He put his money where his <laughs> mouth is
11: what it was a week later yeah was, right in Atlanta yeah it was like it eating was like, egg rolls man yeah <laughs> egg rolls, yeah yeah it's like, it's like you know he I had really, a one-night stand I think I had a one-night <laughs> stand <laughs> and I had the Philly he came to see roll, his, man. but he
10: came to see us because it was it was just like you know you can deliver a message to somebody and it go one out the other you know yeah. they say I got you I got you but when I mean this brother what you call really stood beside us every step of the way like I just did Hampton and we're about to do the Florida Classic. Mm-hmm. And we're about to be a part of a fund of $100 million to keep that going. And we are actually a part of the program and not just one initiative. And Pepsi, I, I drunk up drinking Pepsi. So it's a, it's a real you know, plus for yeah. me coming from Philly. And,
11: and I want to take time to promote this Dig In platform because it's really big. Mm-hmm. We're trying to drive $100 million of sales and revenues mm-hmm. through black-owned restaurants naturally. Right? So Pepsi created this Dig In platform uh, for black-owned restaurants. November 6th is Dig In Day. Mm-hmm. So we're encouraging November everybody six. across America go out. And support a black owned restaurant that day absolutely. you yeah. can upload your receipts on diginpassport.com. It they can track your dollars along the way to show your contribution towards hundred million dollars we hope to get over a number of years
9: and it's so many y'all. it's so many black owned restaurants absolutely. and businesses like
11: there are many of them shout out to uh, black colleges absolutely. there's so
9: many so even though we here and it is we, we're coming as restaurants like We come as one, but we stand as 10,000. You know how many local businesses feel like they made it because Mm -hmm. two restaurant owners made it to the breakfast club? You know what I'm saying? Like, Spiritual Word and all of these other businesses feel like they got a step closer because we got here. Like, this ain't just an interview.
4: Right. And to inspire young kids who might have never even thought they could do it. Yeah. And then they see you and they're like, hmm, that's something I could.
9: But do it in this way, like we are not your average CEOs, right? right? Like, Podcast. we raw on the tongue. Like, we regular. Like, we from round away. What's up? But we get the business. Y'all like, some we...
11: badasses, though. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. I appreciate, appreciate it. You. Now, much, much respect, we much love. It,
3: we're going to do a taste test to see if you really know the difference. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> 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 you
6: know I'm we appreciate you guys for
3: joining us, and thank you so no, much. Keep inspiring, up. man. We really all right. do appreciate
11: you Digging guys. Digging day November 6th, man. Let's do all support for the black-owned restaurants out there, man. Thanks right. for thank what you, you all do at Breakfast Club. We appreciate y'all. Thank you, Derek
3: Hayes, Derek Lewis. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank and we the real H-U, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> All right. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Dave Chappelle. It's about
0: time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
4: Well, Dave Chappelle posted about five minutes of him at a recent stand-up where he's addressing a lot of the controversy that's been happening, as well as other tour dates of Dave Chappelle and Friends and screenings of his untitled documentary. So, some of the things that he talked about and addressed was Netflix and wanting to make sure that it's a safe environment for everyone.
12: It's been said in the press that I was invited to speak to the transgender employees at Netflix and I refused. That is not true. If they had invited me, I would have accepted it, although I am confused about what we are speaking about. I said what I said, and boy, I heard what you said. My God, how could I not? You said you want a safe working environment at Netflix. Well, it seems like I'm the only one that can't go to the office anymore.
4: Okay, how ironic is that? Um, Here's what else he had to say about what he can and cannot say.
12: Even though the media frames this, that it's me versus that community. It is not what it is. Do not blame the LBGTQ community for any of this This has nothing to do with them. It's about corporate interests and what I can say and what I cannot say. For the record, everyone I know from that community has been nothing but loving and supporting. So I don't know what all this nonsense is about.
4: In addition, he talked about his untitled documentary that was all about the comedians coming out to Yellow Springs during the pandemic, having the opportunity to perform in a bubble. But now it seems like people won't touch that documentary.
12: I made a whole documentary about it. The first night of those shows was a piece that some of you might have seen. It was called 846 and it dealt with the death, the murder of George Floyd. This film that I made was invited to every film festival in the United States, and some of those invitations I accepted. And when this controversy came out about the close of, they began disinviting me from these film festivals. And now, today, not a film company, not a movie studio, not a film festival, nobody will touch this film. That's interesting,
2: Dave, uh, Dave did the Tribeca Film Festival.
12: Film festival.
2: Mm-hmm. And I thought the doc already sold to Netflix. Yeah, you know, I thought they announced but that the came, doc sold to Netflix.
4: But the clo- No, it hasn't sold yet, but the Closer came out after that. so
2: I could have swore they announced that that doc was coming out on Netflix.
4: Mm-mm. No. You sure? Not that I know of. For, as far as I know, they were still screening it places.
2: I think that doc's coming out. I, I, I could be wrong, because I even thought he said that in that five-minute thing. He said, shout-out to Tetranos, because he's putting it on, but I thought they'd been sold to Netflix.
4: I think he was shouting him out for still keeping his, his special on the Closer. Mm.
2: Well, either way, that video yesterday was a great promo for that arena tour, the show to film that he announced.
4: Well, he does have a list of demands, though, for the meeting with the uh, you know, with people that want to meet with him from the trans community.
12: To the transgender community, I am more than willing to give you an audience but you will not summon me I am not bending to anybody's demands and if you want to meet with me, I'd be more than willing to but I have some conditions First of all You cannot come if you have not watched my special from beginning to end. You must come to a place of my choosing and a time of my choosing. And thirdly, you must admit that Hannah Gatsby is not funny.
2: I have no idea who Hannah Gatsby is. Yeah, who's Hannah Gatsby?
4: She's a comedian. Oh. She's Mm. from Australia, and I think she had some things to say about him. So that was his jab, I guess, back at her. Mm. So...
2: Um, oh, no, it was, the, it was that block party that Netflix was going to start screaming in November. That yeah, old they
4: were still streaming it. So. I mean, I'm trying to sell it and do any screenings for it. Okay, now Meek Mill was on Twitter, and this went crazy yesterday. He said, I haven't got paid for music, and I don't know how much money labels make off me. I need lawyers ASAP. And he said, ask the record label, how much have you spent on me as an artist? And you asked... How much you have you made off me as an artist? I'm about to make my record deal public by Monday just to let the world see what these people on. I'm a war for everything that's mine, all Ruthless Vibes. Then Keisha Cole saw this and responded, never received a check from any record label, period, but I just thought about that the other day. It's nothing wrong with obtaining audit attorneys so that you're aware of where every dollar went. Trust me, a lot gets lost in the sauce. And Tyrese also chimed in, most of us who were signed 20 years ago, we should all demand our masters be reverted back to us. Yeah, I said it, by December 2022, I will own five of my masters from releases over the years. Speak up on it or they will keep collecting off your body of work.
2: I mean, yeah, Keisha is absolutely right about artists but that's for any business. Like yeah. right, you know, you get your audit attorneys to, you know, keep track of every dollar. Nothing wrong with that. But mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, don't artists get like advances? Yeah, you yes, get an get advance advances. and then you
4: owe the label. To pay back that advance. So basically yeah. it's like a loan.
2: Depends so you, on
3: what you sell. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And what you
2: now. So if you get a like just say a three million dollar advance mm-hmm. and you don't recoup that money, then you get nothing. And you don't never get another check. Right. No. You don't. And
3: then your next album is still yeah. based off of what you owe for the first album. And then if you don't sell more units on the second album, then your third album is based off what you owe on the first and second album. And it's the same
4: it, thing when you sign a publishing deal. They give you an advance mm-hmm. and then you have to pay that money back. And,
2: and isn't so, that that's mm-hmm. why most artists want to get the biggest advance possible because they know they're not gonna probably see no money on the back. End. Yeah, they go both ways. Some artists want the
3: biggest advance <laughs> and some artists don't want an advance at all because mm-hmm. they you know, they spend their own money that way they
2: will make money. Get a big back end.
4: Yeah, but you, I think in. you'd rather get more up front because nothing is guaranteed. You don't get an advance and then if you get dropped or something changes then you... It depends well, what type get, of
2: artist you're Well, right. the only reason I would probably want more up front from a record label is because record labels are shady and mm-hmm. you're going to have to get audit attorneys regardless mm-hmm. to make sure that you know you're getting on the back end what you should get. So, yeah, for from a from a record label, I probably would want more up front. All
4: right. right, well, that is your rumor report.
2: All right, thank you, Miss E. Shelly Yes, ma'am. Who are you giving that donkey
3: too.
4: Why do <laughs> you say it like that?
2: I want to have a conversation about, you know, this whole Insecure noise, the stuff with Insecure and Tiffany Dubois and, you know, Issa. I'm not even using, I'm not even saying the real names because we're talking about characters here. Sororities and fraternities. So, so I'm not even going to mention my good sister. Amanda Seals. Uh, shut up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I am going to mention my good sister, of course. You know, I love Amanda Seals. But, you know, I'm just, we're just going to have a conversation. Let's talk.
3: We got time today? I think we should open up the phone lines and have this discussion after. I with it. Okay. I, I I found this funny. But we'll get to it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
3: Now everybody's talking about TikTok right now, even sports fans. Now, Charlamagne, you seen this?
2: Why are you talking to me about football and trying to show me TikToks? Because
3: your team is on there. Their fans are on there. The players are on there. This is where the real talk is happening. There's like literally everything you could think of right now on TikTok. You just got to see it.
1: Don't be out here acting like a donkey. Hee-haw, bitch. Hee-haw.
2: It's time for Donkey of the Day. <laughs> I'm a big boy. I could take it. If he feel I deserve it. it, ain't no big deal. I know Charlamagne guy gonna have some funny sweet <laughs> say out his mouth. Just I say something you may not agree with doesn't mean I'm mean. Who's
3: getting that donkey? That donkey. That donkey. That
1: donkey, donkey, donkey,
2: donkey, donkey. donkey of the Day right
3: here. <laughs> <laughs> the breakfast club, bitches. You can call me the Donkey <laughs> of the Day, but,
1: like, I mean no harm.
2: <sighs> donkey of the Day for Tuesday, October 26th. I mean, it has to go to all you individuals who really don't know the difference between real life and entertainment. I'm not even confused about this. Doesn't bother me in the least bit. I'm just using it as yet another teachable moment to let you all know social media is probably the devil. It brings out the worst in all of us, okay? I did a whole episode about it on my talk show, The God's Honest Truth. The name of the episode is Digital Devil. Every Friday night, 10 p.m., Comedy Central, and you can scream all episodes on Paramount+. Plus. This noise around insecure is just that noise. It ain't about nothing. It's simply what Tristan Harris was talking about on my show, listen.
6: It preys on the worst of human nature and vulnerabilities. In fact, the founder of LinkedIn said that every successful social media app praise on one or more of the seven deadly sins so if the devil is the seven deadly sins you know greed lust uh, you know wrath anger these are the things that are the powering social media success because you know how much have you paid for Facebook or Instagram like recently nothing nothing so then how do they make you know billions of dollars because we're the product not the customer it pumps up our wrath our anger our jealousy our voyeurism our comparison mm. because those mm. are the things that work at getting human attention
2: that's right. Social media feeds off negativity. All of the seven deadly sins. It feeds off disruption. Drama is an algorithm. And this story is just more of that. See, on uh, Insecure this past Sunday, my good sister, Amanda Seals, dropping the clues bombs for Amanda Seals. She plays a character. We know the character, Tiffany Dubois. We've been watching her for the last five seasons, okay? Tiffany Dubois is an AKA. On Sunday's show, she was wearing AKA colors, the legendary pink and green, a combination of colors that you would never think go together, but the AKAs make it look fly. Well, I don't know, you know, what set some of the Soras off. Did I say that right? Is it Soros or Soros? Soros. Uh, Soros? It says both ways. Okay. Soras. I don't know what set some of the Soras off, but they started getting online complaining that Amanda Seals was disrespecting their organization and demanding an explanation or apology. Uh-uh. There is nothing I can say in this donkey today that would that wouldn't be doing anything but stating the obvious. But can we please go uh, listen to what my good cancer brethren Amanda Seals had to say? Play the part where she's uh talking about, she don't know why y'all upset over her being a Sora, or portraying a Sora.
7: Y'all may have Googled it, no, the other and then this side. I don't know why people keep asking me if I'm a Soror. I am not a Soror. Tiffany is a Soror. Tiffany is a character on a TV show. I didn't write the character, I play the character. I'm an actress, and I'm playing a character on a TV show.
2: Is it Soror, Soror, or Soror. She, she Soror. Soror?
3: S-O-R-O-R. He, you spell it for me a million times. You can't pronounce it. Yay! I'm
2: sure they'll correct us. Uh, all I wanted Amanda Seals to say at the end of that was social media. Why are you acting weird with me? I really don't think you all understand the impact of social media on your brain. Social media has removed all separation of state in regards to what's true and what's false, to what's right and what's wrong, to what's real and what's fake. In regards to what's true and what's false, listen to Amanda reference this website called Answers to All. Listen. Listen.
7: Y'all may have Googled it and then this site, answers to com answers to some, cause you got these answers wrong this time, saying that ain't true. I am not a member of the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. My schools when you purchased didn't even have a chapter. And by the time I went to grad school, I, w- I was too involved in the me-fi-me me of it all. But also they do say here that I want a Pulitzer. So, I mean, I'm, I mean, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice mistake. I mean, and I would I would be honored to be a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha, but I simply am not. When I am Tiffany, I do wear the letters with pride and regard and respect for those who did cross the burning sands.
2: The website Answers to All said uh, Amanda Seals was an AKA, and they say, see, she won a Pulitzer Prize.
7: Neither one of those things are true. OK, so
2: when you say Answers to All, answers to all what? Answers to all your confirmation bias. Listen to me, whatever you think about a person, whatever you think about a subject, You can Google it and something will pop up that reinforces what you believe, period, okay? That's just the way this thing works, all right? But I just need y'all to understand, acting is acting, real life is real life. I was talking to folks yesterday and they kept comparing real life situations to Tiffany Dubois' character on Insecure. It was like, remember when Boosie disrespected Kappas and wore a shirt belonging to the members of Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity? Yeah, but the difference is, Boosie did that in real life. Tiffany Dubois was a character acting AKAs and all these Greek organizations are corporations. Last time I checked, I always thought that in order for shows to use uh, you know, their paraphernalia, they had to get get it licensed. That's what I always thought. I thought they had to get get it licensed and get, get some cleared, type of right? getting get written approval, some type of clearance from said organization. So Saraz, Saror's Soros shouldn't be mad at Amanda Seals or Tiffany Dubois. Take that up with whoever runs your organization. Seriously, fraternities and sororities, if you don't want your colors, your shields, worn, fictional or otherwise, let it be known then. All right, raise holy hell with the people from your organization who are licensing this stuff, you know, to be worn because clearly they had to give Insecure or any other show or film clearance to use it. Also, if you're going to be mad, OK, if you're going to have this anger, this wrath, OK, over, uh, you know, Amanda Seals or Tiffany Dubois. They should probably get zero smoke because she's not a producer on this show. She's not a writer. She's playing a character. And that character was written by said writer or producer. But let me tell you something. If we've gotten to the point where people are being outraged over what characters on TV shows and films are wearing and are doing, we are in a really bad place in our society and art and critical thinking skills, as we know it, are dead. Dead! I really pray that y'all start to disconnect from social media more so you can connect with reality. Not virtual reality, the real world. We are losing ourselves, and some of y'all have never found yourselves because your whole life has been this. And I'm holding up a smartphone as I say it. All right? We are past the point of the boy who cried wolf. Okay? We are past the point. We are past that point. All right. Oh, you know what? Apologies. Let me be politically correct. The they who cried wolf. All right, we are past the point. We are past the point. We know what that story is, right? Y'all know the story of the boy who cried wolf, right? When the young boy kept, you know, telling people that a wolf was coming, but he was lying. So when a wolf actually does appear, the villagers don't believe the boys cries for help and the flock is destroyed. The moral of the story is that liars will not be rewarded even if they tell the truth. No one believes them. That's where we're going, okay? That's where we're going in regard to the social media and social media outrage. If everything causes outrage, then nothing truly matters. Every single day, you folks are mad about nothing. So if you are constantly mad about nothing, then when something really pops up, why should we take any of your outrage serious? Just asking. Just asking. Uh, Please give all these individuals who are upset over Tiffany Dubois... Okay, being an AKA on Insecure, the biggest he
8: And
2: by the way, if she had the character represented AKAs in a bad way, I totally understand you all outrage. I didn't see that. Did you see that? No. Nope. I didn't see that. Mm-mm. But hey, I'm not a Greek. I, I had okay. AK- to ask them. They even shot it at an
3: AKA's house. What? Yeah, they shot that scene at an AKA's house.
2: One, one AK? What you mean? I guess uh, it was. Uh, oh, you mean like the houses that the they, houses they have they on campus? The hottest that they shot was an AK. They definitely had to have uh, clearance and yeah. all that good stuff like mm-hmm. that.
4: Were people mad at Lambda, Epsilon, Omega? What that is? Some old school.
2: What's old? Oh, you mean like a movie?
4: Yeah, the movie Old School.
2: Oh, I don't know nothing a about Greeks, man.
4: With which, the Godfather.
3: Which fraternity is that? That's not one of the Divine Nine, though, right? <laughs>
4: Uh, no. or Lambda 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 and Revenge of
2: the Nerds. I don't know nothing about Greeks. No. Man. I'm ninety seven percent West African. Okay. Just shut My up. My people taught the Greeks. All right. All right. Well let's open up they the They called four us runs. Guma Oz the Bar. Let's open up the Which means wisdom, script, and beauty. Eight hundred five eight
3: five one oh five one. Uh <laughs> for any of the fraternities out there, sororities, any members, call us up. Let us know what you think. All right. Eight hundred five eight five one oh five one. Let's have a discussion. All right. If you are in a fraternity or in a sorority, what what do you think? All right. Let's talk I just want
2: to know. I mean, if like I said, if y'all don't want, you know, your your letters and your paraphernalia to be worn fictional or otherwise, just let it be known and take it up with those organizations. But I would like to talk to some Greeks this morning. All right,
3: Let's do it when we come back. It's the mm-hmm. Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800 585 1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Talk about it.
3: Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just join us, uh, Charlemagne gave Donkey the Day to who, Charlemagne?
2: Um, all the individuals who really don't know the difference between real life and entertainment. That's it. It's really just that simple. You know what I mean? Because people are upset. Uh, at Insecure and Amanda Seals and Issa Rae and Tiffany Dubois and who, whoever else on Insecure because the character Tiffany Dubois is an AKA, and on Sunday's show, I guess she was wearing AKA colors and they showed the AKA shield. My, my whole take on it is like, if we know that they have to get clearance from the AKA organization, if people in these fraternities and these sororities are upset Shouldn't they take it up with the heads of their organization? Shouldn't they have a conversation with them and say, look, we don't want our stuff used, period, fictional or otherwise. We don't want nobody wearing our colors. We don't want nobody wearing our letters. We don't want nobody holding up our shield if they are not part of the organization. But shouldn't they be taking that up with the heads of said organization who give this clearance? Now, let me ask you uh,
3: something else. Do you feel that, like people just don't like Amanda Seals? And then you feel like if it was another
2: actress, they wouldn't have went so hard. Um, probably, but you know, I'm, you know, I'm biased with, with my good sister. You know I, what know I mean?
4: I saw Issa Rae weighing in on it and everything too. Yeah, they went out of Issa too. And I saw a lot of people actually defending Amanda. Yeah, I saw that too, which I actually. thought that
2: was hilarious. It was people saying, I don't like Amanda Seals, but those are the kind of critical thinkers I like. I like people that deal with nuance like that.
5: Hello, who's this?
13: Um, good morning, everyone. Good Hi. morning. How
2: old are you, first of all?
13: I am 31 years old. Oh, Okay so yes um, I am a member of Gamma Theta Omega that happens in South Florida shout out to all my sorrows. Um so to answer the question first and foremost I love Insecure I love all of the um, actors and actresses in Insecure but I can kind of see why some members of my organization feel so some type of way I do understand it's acting but normally in movies with Greeks you normally see them alter the Greek, so they won't actually use the, the exact Greek letters like in Drumline, they use similar colors, so you was able to determine like, okay, he's probably a Kappa,
6: mm-hmm. he's
13: probably a Q. But the you didn't see the the Omega patch on the okay. uniforms. You gotcha. didn't see Alpha Kappa Alpha patch on the girls' uniforms. You seen similar colors, but different Greek letters that they made up uh, organization. Um, so the fact that she actually has the patch. It could have been, you know, like you said, um, Alpha Cap Alpha could have favored her the right to use it, which I'm sure they probably did. But um, I know one thing that I was kind of upset about is her using the word soror. She's not a soror. That's a word we use amongst each other.
2: What's the word?
13: That's the
3: word. But she's saying to use is a term of that's what they use in their own. I've I've,
2: I've said so. How do I refer to y'all then?
13: You don't refer to
4: us as sorority, you refer to us as members of Alpha Kappa
2: Alpha. Anybody got time for all yeah, that? That's so say, long. Oh,
4: we when I said that word a thousand
13: exactly. times this morning, are we in so trouble?
2: You, so I can't say sorority? Uh, you can sorority. say sorority. You can say sorority. No,
13: you can say sorority is just the word sorority. Like, if, if Angela
4: Yee was to say to me, oh, hey, soror," Oh, no, I wouldn't do that.
13: Right. So that's the terminology we use amongst each other. So the fact that you guys are saying on the radio, hey, it's not a big deal but some people really take it to heart because, you know, they die hard, but they die for the organization.
2: Gotcha. So you're saying it
4: was the shield that was really the issue, not necessarily the colors. They could have represented it without actually having that.
2: Shouldn't y'all take this up with the organization? Shouldn't y'all take this up with the people who are giving clearance? (laughs) Absolutely.
4: Liz, absolutely. But it's just
13: to to clear the ear because people say, no, it's petty. Yeah, it's petty because you're not a part of that organization. But if you worked hard and fought for your letters, it's not no, more so petty to you, you know. Alpha Kappa Alpha open up doors every
2: day. Look at the vice president. Right. Okay. Listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. I can't tell you what to be mad at. Can't tell you what to be offended by. But it is petty to me, so you're right. But, I, you but I'm, I'm, I'm am- not a member of the organization.
3: My doc is in a, a sorority. She said it's the dumbest argument. She said it has to be cleared by the AKA. She says we have to clear even the small indie productions of shows if, they're ever gonna, if they ever use us or use our colors or our badges. It said it has to be cleared.
2: Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. Sauror. Sauror. That's K. Sarah. What is it?
4: It's K. Sarah. K. Sarah.
2: Salute to K. slay What'd you say? Shout out to K. Slate. What's up, bro? He's
4: trying to say whatever will be, will be.
2: What, what is that? What is the saying?
4: What are you saying? K. Sarah. K. K. Oh, so S- they ain't got nothing to do with Sauror. K. Sarah. Sarah. Whatever will be, will
2: it? be. <laughs> South Carolina State University, baby, honorary doctorate. All right. 800- Somebody called me one time about being an honorary uh, fraternity.
3: What? Oh, they, yeah, they, no, they reached out to me as well. 80 What What fraternity? I'm just kidding I ain't even saying.
2: What fraternity? Nope. <laughs> what fraternity? I'm not what, saying. What fraternity? I'm not saying. You look like an alpha. I, I don't even know what that is. So I don't know whether to be offended <laughs> I
3: have no idea. Yeah, you know, anyway. eight hundred five 105 We're talking fraternities and sororities. Were you guys offended by uh well I don't want to call Amanda, but I guess Amanda Seals character in Insecure Tiffany. Call us up now? It's the Breakfast Club Good morning I know yeah, it, man. I'm, in, I'm in.
0: You Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club Top. Come on. Eight hundred five eight five one zero
3: five one. Morning, everybody. It's DJ N V Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about Amanda Seals, her character in Insecure. No, we're
2: talking about Tiffany Dubois. Yeah, Tiffany That's the Amanda character, Seals character the, in the Insecure. character from Insecure. Correct. She wore uh, A.K.A.
3: colors. Because her um, character is an A.K.A. And she did the sound.
2: Don't yes. Don't you do it. What sound? I'm not <laughs> just be quiet. I ain't playing with them, people. All yeah. oh, right. <laughs> all AKs. So
3: we're asking, what is your feelings on it? Hello, who's this? Hi,
8: it's Leandra.
3: Hey, good morning. What are your thoughts?
8: Um, so I am a proud member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sword Incorporated. Okay. And me and my line sister <laughs> were just talking about it. And honestly, I wasn't mad at it. You know, um, I thought that it was an honor for them to try to, you know, showcase
5: us in a positive light.
2: I mean, they could have did it different. You know, they could have did y'all dirty. I mean, what if what if they'd had y'all on the show and they was playing into all them BS stereotypes and all of that stupid stuff? Oh,
5: wow. yeah, whoa. You know I what think, I mean? Uh, if it was
8: a big deal, I feel like corporate would have been reached out. They
2: did not play that. We are a business. I agree. That's what I'm saying. I, I I could understand if you know y'all were portrayed in a negative light. I could see the uproar, but. You know, I, I didn't. Hello. I didn't get it. Hello, who's this?
8: Hello, good morning. My name is Tanisha. Hey, good morning,
2: Tanisha. What what sorority are you?
8: I am from. Uh, I am an AKA. I am part of the first um, African American sisterhood in America, and I am not bothered by Amanda Seals portraying an AKA as a character on Insecure. But what I think is going on is that I'm not sure and I'm sure our esteemed Supreme basilisk will address it sometime. I just checked uh, the internet and she hasn't addressed it yet, but my question is, did they get permission for the character to be portrayed on the show? That is what this all comes down to. I don't think anybody should be personally attacking Amanda Steele. Right. Uh, the license has to be you have to get permission to use the license. And I haven't seen the show. I didn't see anything. I'm just responding to Twitter and listening to you this morning. But um, we don't know if that was allowed yet. So if they didn't get permission from the sorority to use the shield, then they are in violation.
2: True okay. indeed. But um, from what I was told, it was in a sorority house that uh, they actually got permission to use, right? Uh, yes, she just said it was a AKA's an AK, house. I don't
8: know who the AKA is that allowed that to be uh, shot in her home, even she would have to get permission to give permission. She, she that AKA can't give permission to use the license. That would have had I'm, to have come down from I'm, corporate. You have to get I'm a pass, you gotta check had in. If allowed that, then I'm sure corporate would have told us that in, in, in advance to it being used in the show. I, I can't believe
4: HBO didn't get like, the
8: preference. I'm
2: almost positive that they yeah. got
4: clearance.
8: I mean, HBO, I'm sure. I, I I feel so, too, Charlamagne. I do feel they got permission before actually going ahead and doing that. And they probably got permission in season one. And from what I just read, that this is the final season of the show. So where's all this backlash coming from so late in the game?
2: I think they just noticed, to be honest with you. Because I remember they even had, I think it was last year, it said Future, a.k.a. on a hat, on, on, on Tiffany's baby's hat, I think. Oh,
8: okay, right. Well, see, Future, a.k.a. is different from just totally wearing the shield.
2: Got you. All right. Well,
8: so, and other thing I wanted to say before you let me go, is that maybe more AKAs should become actresses so, so that there is a pool, and not just AKAs, but Divine 9, they need to become actresses and actors so that they have a pool of people to actually portray it so we don't have this problem anymore. Right. But if there's no AKAs and um or no uh, Divine 9 are actors and actresses, then what are they going to do? We don't want to be seen on television. Right. I think it's good advertising, to
3: be honest. I think so, too. All right. Well, you want to do your a lot call for your though. sisters out there, mama? No,
8: it's... Say that again. I'll, mm, I don't want to say anything, but have a nice day. Like listening to you. Love you.
2: Thank you. Love Thank you, me you, too. I I, I could okay. be wrong, but I, I always thought there was a lot of AKAs on TV. If I'm not, isn't Felicia Rashad an AKA? I don't know. I thought she
3: was. Don't cross those uh, sororities. I, 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 I'm not nah, sure. I,
2: I could be wrong. I thought she was. I don't
3: know. But what's the moral of the story?
2: I think the moral of the story is I just want us to understand the difference between uh, real life and entertainment. Because I'm telling you, my my, my biggest fear with social media is that we're all becoming the theys who cried wolf. You know what I mean? And if everything causes outrage, then nothing is truly outrageous. (laughs) Like if you're constantly mad about nothing, then when something really pops up, why should we take any of y'all serious? That's all. Because every single day, folks are really mad about nothing. Like, enraged about nothing. Yeah, absolutely. This
4: too shall pass.
2: Exactly. (laughs) By the day. (laughs) By the day. Literally. Today. Give it it to 10, 11 o'clock. It'll be something else. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way?
4: Yes, and we are going to be talking about a former NBA ball boy who was staring at players junk.
3: All right. What was his name? Leonard? We'll find out when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ NG, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's Lutha, get to the our good
2: friend, uh, Natina, too? Leave her alone. Up here looking like a clock sister. Leave her alone. Looking like she just stepped out of Cooley High. Oh, boy. Well, let's get to the <laughs> rumors,
0: all right? Don't stare at my junk. <laughs> what? It's time, 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 She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
4: Well, a TikTok tac troll who was talking about his time as an NBA ball boy says that Richard Jefferson was the biggest jerk he'd met.
12: Biggest jerk I
6: met when I was an NBA ball boy was a guy who was always condescending. That guy, Richard Jefferson.
4: All right. Well, Richard Jefferson actually responded, and it was a very unusual turn of events because he did remember this former ball boy.
7: What he is saying is true. I never interacted with him, but let's explain why. Is this you? The biggest tip
10: I saw was Richard Jefferson's tip, which touched his kneecap.
7: Literally admit to looking at our junks when we were in the locker room. I remember you. And I saw this video a while ago and I never talked about it. I just kind of let it go. And then I saw the original video where I was like, oh, that's the kid that used to stare at all of our junks. While it might be true, the point is that is why I didn't interact with you.
2: Wow. Well, I mean, he is the ball boy. Yeah, he's That's supposed to get basketball. Yeah, not Got oh, testicles. Oh, I'm sorry.
4: Let me get you ready to apply for a job. <laughs> yeah,
2: look at him. He's ready. Let me
3: get you ready to apply for a job. Are oh, the Knicks hiring? <laughs> That's really
2: crazy. <laughs> you know I don't have a team, right? You know, I'm a game cock. Oh, my God. I am. T- Drop on the clues bonds for the game cock, damn it. My wife's alumni. You hear me? You'll fit right in. Uh, well,
4: if, uh, all I know is, though, Richard <laughs> Jefferson. <laughs> Was very nice for not calling him out previously, but imagine that. He's working for you, and then you're in the locker room. Chain. That's uncomfortable. Somebody staring at your stuff. That's
2: sexual what, harassment. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Something. You can't do that. Also, too, Richard Jefferson is hilarious on Instagram. Like, if you just follow him, he'd just be in the comments trolling people. Right. He'd just be saying mad, sarcastic stuff. I don't follow him, but I just always I see bet him, you him in the comments. Now. <laughs> I bet
4: you do now. I just
2: always see him in people's comments. It's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in the ball place. It's getting
4: weird. I don't follow him. All right, now, 21 Savage is telling the Freak Nick Festival to sit down because they're threatening to sue over his birthday party so from the freaknik festival page they said saw 21 savage and megamese last night at underground atlanta the freaknik it looked like a super dope event sucks uh, sucks we're gonna have to sue them when all we asked was that they acknowledged us since it was a free event and they declined they said spending over a million to revive a brand, fighting negative public perception and proving we can do it two years with no issues comes at a cost. We can't let others just infringe on that. So know when you hear them talk about we tried to work it out very easily beforehand. And he responded, y'all better sit down somewhere. And they said celebrities think they're above the law, but celebrities be quick to sue people who use their name or their face without their permission. So. But
3: I wanted to shout him out how. I thought the whole nick was shouting them out. And they want a particular shout out?
4: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what type of shout out. I can't tell you what they reached out and asked for. They
3: they own the name.
4: But they, yeah, they own the name and they said they just wanted to be acknowledged at no cost. Mm -hmm. So maybe they wanted like an ad or their logo or something like that on it. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not sure why they couldn't have worked that out prior to. All right, now let's talk about Kanye's album, Donda. It has reached one billion streams on Spotify, and that is his fastest album to ever reach one billion streams. So congratulations to him.
2: I'm dropping the clues balls for Kanye was. He won.
4: All right. And a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan was an overnight sensation. He... Uh, actually got Tom Brady's 600th touchdown ball on Sunday.
3: Now, how did he get that? Did the, the guy to catch he threw it in the in the in the, in the stands? Or oh, that's what he did He threw in the stands. Okay, go
4: ahead. Right, and you know, even Tom Brady feels like uh, this man should have held on to it, Byron Kennedy, a little bit longer. Life you get the ball back,
1: we got it back. Byron realized he lost all of his leverage once he gave the ball away. He should have held it yeah. and then just as a... much leverage as Amateur possible. Amateur
11: yeah, so, if he would have held it, he would have been sitting in the Tom Brady suite for the rest of the season, but uh, <laughs> amateur move on his part.
1: Hey, it, I think it worked out pretty well. It just showed kind of what he got right there from it, but I'm also giving him a Bitcoin, which, I
2: mean, that's pretty cool, too.
3: He got a lot, though. He got, what, season tickets? He got uh, a couple of jerseys signed, a helmet signed. Oh, he
2: got that for um. Yeah, giving him back the
3: ball? Giving back the ball, yeah. He's a fan. He wanted to give him back the ball. That's cool.
4: Yeah, he got a Bitcoin, which is about $63,000. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, but the ball too, right? they said was estimated to be worth at least $500,000.
2: Oh. He's a kid, Dora.
4: Um, I don't know how old he is, but yeah. All right, well, that is your rumor report.
2: Now now
3: you say 500000 I don't know if I would get that ball back. <laughs>
2: nah. Listen, I want to say a happy born day to my good sister, uh, Angela Rye. Dropping the clues bombs for Angela Rye. Mm-hmm. Today is our born day.
4: Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Angela. Love you
2: deep, fool. All right. Well, let's get to
3: the mix. Shout out the Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your
0: mornings will never be the same.
4: Novartis created the More Than Just Words initiative to raise awareness about racial disparities and breast cancer care. To learn more about what More Than Just Words hopes to accomplish and hear a talk with Grammy-nominated R&B artist Jasmine Sullivan, visit morethanjustwords.us.
3: We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. I'm going to throw it in the atmosphere. I'm going to put it out there.
1: We got Mayor Eric Adams on the line. What's up, brother? Hey, good to see you, MB and my girl, uh, Angela, Angie, and uh, Charlemagne, just all of you. It's good seeing you. I'm happy to be on the show again.
4: Right. And you know, we are. we have already started early voting on Saturday, and so the deadline is November 2nd. So are you encouraging people now to make sure they get out and vote?
1: Uh, Yes, yes, I I am. And you know, your show played a significant role as you entertain people daily. You also have some very serious conversations. And, you know, during the primary, folks used to walk up on me and say, listen, I heard you on Angie Yee's show. And so don't think you're not reaching the masses.
4: You know, in particular, we have a connection because you are our Brooklyn Borough President. So I'm very excited for you to be the next mayor because of the work that you've done in Brooklyn. But it was a tough weekend in Brooklyn. You saw what happened at the Barclays on Sunday with the anti-vaxxers and them wanting Kyrie to play. What do you think about all these mandates that are happening right now?
1: Well, I know what COVID did to our city. You know, I was there and, you know, sister, I was on the ground. A lot of people fled, but, you know, I was there and led some of these uh, battles that we had. And I lost five close friends uh, during the height of COVID in the same week. And I saw family members dropping their loved ones off to hospitals never to see them again. Our city economy took a devastating hit. And so I'm laying all that out because this is a serious uh, virus. COVID is a formidable opponent. And I believe the NBA and Kyrie can sit down and come to a conclusion. Uh, But I'm a supporter on city employees getting vaccinated, particularly those first responders. Uh, I I believe that we have to make sure we don't return to those days where more trucks were lined up at the hospitals. Uh, I I feel that all of us have experienced PTSD uh, when COVID was out of control and we can't go back to that.
3: Crime in New York City has gone up crazy. How, how, how are we going to uh, make sure that we get crime down a lot? People are scared to go out to eat at restaurants. People are scared to go out to, to nightlife. People are scared to go anywhere in New York City because it seems like the robberies are up. How, how do we control that and stop that?
1: And you're right, uh, Brother Envy. Uh, and it has a lot to do. I use this term often on the campaign trail because I believe it is intervention and prevention. Uh, Prevention is, you know, there are the long-term things we must do. Uh, Let's look at where the prison population is and do an analysis of it, and we can find out what we need to do to prevent it. 30% of the people in prisons in our country uh, are dyslexic. 55% have a learning disability, and 80% don't have a high school diploma or equivalency diploma. That tells us that it's education. So if we want to prevent the feeders of crime, we have to deal with the educational crises that we experience. because if you don't educate, you will incarcerate. But then we have to deal with right now, and that's the intervention. And so we have to stop the flow of guns in our city that's coming from the southern state. That was part of the conversation I had with President uh, Biden when I was able to go sit down with him. Uh, We need to put in place a gang and gun task force here in this city so we can do precision policing on those gang members that are really causing a lot of the shootings and stabbings that you're seeing in the city. But it can't be just heavy handed. Uh, I met with some of the top gang members, some of them had bodies and some of them have cases for bodies. Uh, And I sat down with them and said, listen, we have to uh, deal with ending this violence in our city and I want to continue to collaborate with them, crisis management teams, and others who are doing amazing jobs to stem the violence in our city.
4: You know it is. We do check in quite frequently, so I know a lot of times we'll be repetitive in some of the things that we discuss. But I know you also have your final debate with Curtis Lee was ahead of uh, November second. So let me ask you this: I saw there was like some back and forth about him saying that you refused to shake his hand and uh, you calling him a clown.
1: <laughs> you called <laughs> him a clown. Well, isn't he? I mean, come on. That is that is not something uh, that's unique to us. Uh, uh, Curtis is not a serious candidate. He doesn't think this is a serious issue. He believes this is some type of game. And America, uh, New York is not a circus. And I'm not going to uh, participate in his buffoonery. And, you know, he wants to pull me into a slugfest, not talking about the issues. Uh, if you know, I was on, I was in the studio before Curtis. Curtis came in after me. I was taught as a child when you walk in the room, you approach the person and you shake their hands. I'm not uh, going in my way or out of my way to shake his hand or not. I think it's just another way of distracting us. I tell my team, stay, stay focused, no distractions and work hard and grind. That's it. I don't know any of this other stuff that he's trying to put into the race. Mm -hmm. You know, I was in D.C.
3: over the weekend, downtown D.C., and, and sometimes I frequent to Florida, and I noticed, even Toronto, I noticed that their cities, their downtowns look so damn clean, man. You could you could literally probably eat something off the floor, but no, then when you, can't. you walk through Manhattan, <laughs> well, first of all, you can't get no food off the floor because the might the rats don't get it before you get it. How how can we possibly clean up New York City and and how can we clean up you know some of the homelessness that's
1: going on in New York right now? I love that question, uh, uh, brother Envy, because uh, cleanly, cleanliness is next to godliness, and that's what Mom told me as a child. And you're right uh, when you leave the airport and drive on the belt or the van wick, you see lined on the highway the sides of the road is nothing but trash you're seeing encampments returning you're seeing garbage everywhere you're dead on it's not your imagination and we need to go into a real uh cleaning plan it's about how do we make our city visibly presentable and clean you know no matter what you're going through darn it you have to be clean and we need to deal with this street homelessness problem. Uh, I'm going to partner uh, with organizations like Fountain House. It's an amazing organization. They give wraparound services to people who are dealing with mental health illnesses and can't live uh, on their own. Uh, So they provide uh, those services uh, to them. Uh, That is when you see street homelessness, for the most part, you're dealing with people with mental health illnesses and we need to give them the support that they deserve. And then we just need to clean our city. We need to change the culture of let me just throw paper wherever I want. Let me just uh, you know uh, put bags out with trash that are left open. Uh, so we need to change that culture, and then zero in on the rat problem. You know, we, all of us know we're seeing an increase in the level of rodents. Uh, we need to zero in. I had a a device that was called rat trap. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an amazing device. We're going to see about deploying those rat traps throughout the city, particularly in high areas where rodents is a serious problem.
4: All right, well, I know it's a busy day for you, so we'll let you go, but you know, you gotta keep on checking in with us, even when you become the mayor. I'll be be there to celebrate with you on November 2nd for sure.
1: Thank you, and and when we break big news, we're gonna come right to your show, sister. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you. Uh, You have been a solid, solid businesswoman, uh, a solid, you know, radio uh, personality, but, you know, you in the community, you're doing some real good things. You, DJ Envy, and the whole crew there. And I thank you guys how you use uh, this uh, modem of communications to really empower people. And I appreciate you uh, so much. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Now, All right. um,
3: shout to uh, Derek Lewis from Pepsi, Pinky Cole from Slutty Vegan, and Derek Hayes from uh, Big Frank's Cheese.
4: Uh, I was Dave.
2: Uh, but I said Big
3: Frank.
4: Yeah. <laughs> okay. If
2: you want Big Franks? You want Big Franks? <laughs> i ready. I like Big Franks, and I cannot lie. You do. You other Franks can't. Then nah. Okay. <laughs> and when Big Frank falls in your face, say it. Envy. No, Finish it's
3: it. your song. <laughs> we actually gonna take that audio, use it later. Big Dave cheesesteak. We appreciate you guys for joining us, and don't forget, my car show is less than four days, man. Excited to see you guys in Detroit. If you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets now. It's gonna be a lot of fun, family fun, and all that. I'm getting my costumes and the kids' costumes ready to see. What y'all you in gonna Detroit. be? I don't know yet.
4: All right, well, make sure y'all check me out. I'm going to be on Nick Cannon's show today.
2: Nice.
3: What time?
4: It Depends on where you
3: are. Oh. All right. Well, Charlamagne, you got a positive note?
2: I do, man. First of all, I want to tell everybody uh, thank you for uh, watching the God's Honest Truth on Comedy Central. We back with new episodes this Friday at 10 p.m. And uh, make sure to scream it on Paramount Plus, man. You know, we're constantly trending on Paramount Plus. So I thank y'all for that. All right? Um, and the positive note is simply this. The only thing we never get enough of is love. And the only thing we never give enough of is love. Remember that.
5: Breakfast Club, bitches! you all
1: finished or y'all done?